0: Today is the 20th of November 2020. Welcome to Walking the Way. My name, as always, is Ray. I want to say thank you to everyone for listening in. As we continue to explore time in scripture, time in prayer, a regular rhythm of worship together. If you're joining us for the first time, thank you and welcome. Each episode follows a really simple pattern. It's a mixture of prayer, scripture, and music. It's easy to pick up as we go along. But if you do need some help, if you do, do find you're struggling a bit, don't forget there is a download the script button in the episode notes click the link, you'll get a PDF of today's episode. We always start each leg of walking away with our opening prayer. So let's pray, shall we? Loving God, in my waking and arising, be the first thought that enters my head. In my eating and drinking, be the first thought that enters my head. In my waking and journeying, be the first thought that enters my head. In my working and serving, be the first thought that enters my head. In my sowing and harvesting, be the first thought that enters my head. In my rejoicing and my sorrowing, be the first thought that enters my head. In my resting and sleeping, be the first thought that enters my head. Be the first thought that enters my head today, Lord. Amen. Luke twenty two verse forty two. Father, if you're willing, take this cup from me. Yet not my will, but yours be done. I regularly listen to a podcast from the folks at Belmont University, the Reformed University of Belmont, and. It's essentially the Sunday services and the sermons that are preached. And I find that sometimes Kevin Twitt, the wonderfully named Kevin Twitt, who is the minister there, has something really good to say. I mean, he's not, normally he says quite a lot, and normally what he says is very good. But occasionally there's something that really good. A while ago he said something that made me sit up, and I actually wrote it down. He asked the question, does God have the right to tell us what to do with our bodies? The the context of this particular quote was in a series of sermons about relationships. But I think the same question can equally apply to every area of our lives. Does God have the right to tell us what to do with our bodies? Now, my inclination is to say that for the vast majority of Christians, the immediate response is, yes, of course, God does it's God. How can we say no? But actually, think about what that question means for a second. What do our bodies represent? They are our identity. They are the very essence of who we are. And so to say to anyone, here, do with me what you will, is an incredibly hard thing to do because It goes against nearly every human inclination that we have. Here's a challenge for you. Think about a difficult personal scenario. And then ask yourself that question. Ask yourself the question about God's right to tell us what to do. Just think that through for a while. What's your reaction? You see, in the Garden of Gethsemane, Jesus sweated blood over the right of God to do what God wanted to do with his body. And yet Jesus obeyed, and through that abeyance laid the path for our redemption back to God. Giving up our individual rights for God is not something God arbitrarily demands of us. But it is something we must be willing to give up if we want to serve God to the fullest we're going to have our first piece of music to give us some time to center our thoughts on God. And then we're going to get into our Bible readings for today. And today we finish 2 Peter. Let's ask God to speak to us today through the scripture, shall we? Holy Spirit, you've given us scripture to use as a tool, so help us to use it. Make us comfortable around it so that we can use it as you intended. And bring scripture alive for us in a way that is new and just wonderful today, Lord. We ask this in Jesus' name. Amen. For the final time this week, our Bible readings are taken from the New International Version, and today we're reading 2 Peter 3. Dear friends, this is now my second letter to you. I have written both of them as reminders to stimulate you to wholesome thinking. I want you to recall the words spoken in the past by the Holy Prophets and the command given by our Lord and Saviour through your apostles. After all, You must understand that in the last days, scoffers will come, scoffing and following their own evil desires. They will say, Where is this coming, he promised? Ever since our ancestors died, everything goes on as it has since the beginning of creation. But they deliberately forget that long ago, by God's word, the heavens came into being, and the earth was formed out of water and by water. By these waters also, The world at that time was deluged and destroyed. By the same word, the present heavens and earth are reserved for fire being kept for the day of judgment and the destruction of the ungodly. But do not forget this one thing, dear friends. With the Lord, a day is like a thousand years, and a thousand years is like a day. The Lord is not slow in keeping His promises, as some understand slowness. Instead, He is patient with you, that day will bring about the destruction of the heavens by fire and the elements will melt in the heat. But in keeping with his promise, we are looking forward to a new heaven and a new earth where righteousness dwells. So then, dear friends, since you are looking forward to this, make every effort to be found spotless, blameless, and at peace with him, Bear in mind that our Lord's patience means salvation, just as our dear brother Paul also wrote you with the wisdom that God gave him. He writes the same way in all his letters, speaking in them of these matters. His letters contain some things that are hard to understand, which ignorant and unstable people distort, as they do the other scriptures to their own destruction. Therefore, dear brothers, since you have been forewarned, Be on your guard so that you may not be carried away by the error of the lawless and fall from your secure position. But grow in the grace and knowledge of our Lord and Saviour Jesus Christ. To Him be glory, both now and forever. Amen. We're going to have our second piece of music just to give us some time to think about the bits of Scripture that have caught our attention. And after the music, we're going to say our prayers for the day. Before we pray, just a reminder that if you would like us to pray for you, then drop us a line through the usual channels. The links are all in the episode notes below. We would love to be able to pray with you and support you and just lift you up before God in whatever you're going through. Today's prayer, in line with the thought for the day that we had earlier, is the Methodist Covenant prayer. And I would encourage you to listen to the words carefully. Carefully. And if you feel that you can't say the prayer, just stop. Lord, today, I am no longer my own but yours. Put me to what you will. Rank me with whom you will. Put me to doing. Put me to suffering. Let me be employed for you, or laid aside for you exalted for you or brought low for you. Let me be full, let me be empty. Let me have all things, let me have nothing. I freely and wholeheartedly yield all things to your pleasure and disposal. And now, glorious and blessed God, Father, Son and Holy Spirit, I am yours and you are mine. So be it and the covenant now made on earth, let it be ratified in heaven. We say together the prayer that Jesus taught his disciples. Our Father in heaven, hallowed be your name. Your kingdom come, your will be done, on earth as it is in heaven. Give us today our daily bread. Forgive us our sins, as we forgive those who sin against us